0: Great news everyone, Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Ragland with Great Ministries. I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this week's podcast. We continue to lift up the first responders, the nurses, the doctors, those who are caring for our sick. We pray for your miracle to come through and deliver this nation and this world from coronavirus We pray that those listening will share this ministry with their friends, their family, their loved ones, and the unsaved. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, we'll continue with part four of the miracles of Jesus. Starting with miracle number 24, Jesus heals the man born blind, found in John 9. This story consumes an entire chapter of John's gospel, not because it took Jesus a long time to heal the man, but for the teaching Jesus shared with his disciples. The disciples asked Jesus, Who sinned, this man or his parents? My friends, this world is full of people who were born at a disadvantage. It is not our place to question the circumstances of a person's misfortune, It is our place to help them if we can. Jesus would respond without answering the question, telling his disciples neither the man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Brothers and sisters, each of us has something on the inside that God wants to use to his glory. Lives are changed once a person lets go of themselves and lets God take control. He has a plan for your life regardless of your disability. God is able. Jesus makes a profound statement in John 9 and 4. He says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is still day. The night is coming when no man can work. Jesus was setting the example of time management since he knew that his earthly ministry would be short. He would have to do as much as he could while he could. His example is for all of us to follow. We are on this earth for a relatively short time. Are we making good use of that time? Are we kingdom building or self building? To heal the man, Jesus spat on the ground and made clay out of the spit and rubbed it on the man's eyes. Here is another example of the unique way Jesus performed miracles. Jesus then told the man to go wash his eyes in the pool of Siloam, which he did, and he could see. This was the first time in the Bible that a man born blind was healed of their blindness. The man was healed on the Sabbath, which contradicted the Pharisees and their traditions. Now let a new pastor come in, change the tradition of a church, and they will be ready to send him on his way. Tradition. Miracle number 25, Jesus heals the woman who had been crippled 18 years, found in Luke 13 verses 10 through 17. Once again, Jesus is teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath when a woman with a demonic spirit in her appeared. The demon had bent her over, and she could not stand up straight. She had been this way for 18 years. I can imagine her coming to the synagogue week after week, perhaps looking for relief, but not finding it. Until this day. As an experiment, try walking around bent over for one minute. You will find how difficult that is to do. And this woman was this way for 18 years. Jesus said to her, Woman, You are loosed from your infirmity. He put his hands on her, and she was made straight. Now the ruler of the synagogue was angry at Jesus for healing on the Sabbath, but Jesus put him in check as the crowd rejoiced at the victory. Miracle number 26, Jesus cures the man with dropsy, found in Luke 14, verses 1 through 4. In this miracle, Jesus was invited to the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath. And it's curious how Jesus still associated with the very men who accused him. Now, a man with dropsy came before Jesus. Obviously, he had also been invited to the ruler's house by the Pharisees to see if Jesus would heal him on the Sabbath. But Jesus beats them to the punch by asking, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Now, there is no law of Moses written which stated that you could not heal on the Sabbath. The Pharisees knew this, and so remain quiet at Jesus' question. Jesus will go ahead and heal the man with dropsy. Dropsy is the accumulation of fluid in the body that swells up the body, causing the person to look bloated. In miracle number 27, Jesus cleansed 10 lepers, found in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. I discussed this miracle in my Thanksgiving podcast, so I encourage you to go back and listen to it. 10 lepers were healed by Jesus As they were on their way to show themselves to the priest but only one came back to thank jesus for healing him and he was a samaritan here we have jews and samaritans who hated each other struck down with the same disease they had no choice but to hang out together since they were social outcast the samaritan leper showed his gratitude if you have not gotten sick from the coronavirus you should praise god If your family is safe and well, you should praise God. If you still have a job, you should praise God. If you don't have a job, you should still praise God because he has another job waiting for you. Miracle number 28, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead found in John 11 verses 1 through 46. Now, almost the entire 11th chapter of John is devoted to this miracle. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha were friends of Jesus and the sisters sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was sick. Jesus would remain in the place where he was instead of heeding Mary and Martha's request. Oftentimes, a loved one becomes sick, and we pray with all that is in us for healing. When healing doesn't come, we may question God's motives for letting our loved one die. Rarely do we realize until later that it was done so that God gets the glory. After Jesus tells his disciples that Lazarus was dead, He follows that statement with this statement that seems indifferent, found in John 11 and 15. It says, And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. My friends, COVID-19 may seem like our darkest hour, with fear all around us, death on the rampage. It may seem like Jesus is not in our midst. But the story is not over, not for Lazarus. And not for us. When Jesus arrived in Bethany, where Mary and Martha lived, many Jews had come to them to comfort the sisters in their grief. Lazarus had been in the grave four days. Now, the Jews believed that a soul would hover near the body for three days, hoping to return to the body. And after four days, there was absolutely no hope of reviving the body. When Jesus arrived at the house, Mary stayed in the house while Martha went out to meet Jesus expressing her disappointment that he did not come at the time she wanted. Her emotional outburst was followed by this weighty statement of faith found in John 11:22. Martha says, but even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. My Christian companions, do you believe that even now, God will give you what you ask? Our prayer should be, Lord, take this coronavirus away, not in my time, but in your time for I believe that you are able, in Jesus' name. If we all pray for this to happen, not just so that we can go back to work, not just so that the kids can go back to school, not just so that we can travel again, so that God gets the glory, then it will happen. The dialogue between Jesus and Mary includes Jesus telling Martha that her brother will live again, with Martha responding, yes, in the resurrection at the last day. Martha, like all believers, Look forward to a future date when all the saints will be raised from the dead. But that is not what Jesus had in mind. He pointed out that he was the resurrection, right now, not just in the future. This was a huge claim by Jesus, saying that he was the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live, which is written in John 11, verse 25. The challenge, Jesus asked Martha, and he asked us today, Do you believe this? Friends, we have been given an opportunity to trust Jesus with our life, both now and future. We have to confess that we believe. But there are so many more who don't believe. Some who have heard the good news and others who have not heard. Never assume a person has heard that Jesus is the resurrection. Share your faith with others and tell them death cannot kill a believer. It only opens the door to a new resurrected life. Mary and Martha showed Jesus where they had laid Lazarus, and the crowd of mourners went with them. At the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus wept, showing his humanity, his grief, his sorrow, and his love. When Jesus ordered the stone be removed, the objection was that, by now, Lazarus was stinking. The stone was removed, and Jesus prayed to the Father that belief would come. Jesus called for Lazarus to come forth, and he did, alive. There were two reactions to this miracle, those who put their trust in Jesus and those Pharisees who feared that if they let Jesus continue his ministry, the Romans would come and take the temple and their way of life. My friends, we have two choices today. If we're going to believe on the name of Jesus or not, let's pray. Father, we come again thanking you for this podcast. We thank you that you have shown in your word that you are the resurrection and the life. We thank you again for your miracles. We pray for those who will put their trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, Go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.